Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining me. uh, Joining us, I'm sorry, at supertalk.fm or wherever it is. You get podcasts from. We appreciate all of you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a drip, trip, the drip. I guess technically the coffee does drip. A uh, trip through the drive-through at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo there in Tupelo. Be weird if Brupolo was in Crystal Springs, Robin. Would be weird. Is it the home know. of? Um... Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. Preston Johnson, right? Preston Johnson. They grew up right beside each other, I believe. And uh, now a uh, new Bulldog, Trevion Williams, correct? Yeah. There you go. Good Bulldogs down there in uh, in Kapaya County. Uh, anyway, wherever you are in Mississippi, you can get Strange Brew Coffee every single day of your life. All you got to do is go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and place your order. They'll ship it right to you. Whatever kind of, whatever kind of coffee machine you're, you currently got on your front counter, They've got coffee for it at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. Father's Day is just a couple of weeks away, guys. It's not too late to tell the, the, the wife and kids, hey, this is what I want for Father's Day. I want some new MSU gear. Get it from College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always just shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco, Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. Wing Wednesday over at uh, at Humble Taco. That's part of what we're always talking about here. We're talking about something different and delicious. I mean, the Mexican smoked wings are a great example of that. There's no smoked wing like that anywhere else, not just in Starville, but probably anywhere in Mississippi. So next time you're here or if you're, where, you're always here and you're thinking something different, head over to University Drive and head to Humble Taco. What are you thinking about for lunch today? Why not Firehouse Subs? Download the free Firehouse Subs app. Place your order. It's ready within minutes, and you're going to pile up the reward points, and maybe your next order will be on the house. And also, make sure you're following Firehouse Subs on Twitter because they are always giving away deals. They're always offering specials. It's worth that follow, I promise you. Locations in Starville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flowood and Madison. That's Firehouse Subs. It is Rumblings Day, Robbie. Always indeed. Excited. We got good questions today too. I think as well. So we will we'll just dump, jump right in to a question oh. that, boy, I feel like the answer is going to be no for this one. From our friend Colton Watson, have you listened to Post Malone's new album? And what did you think? If so, I I have never listened to any Post Malone album. No, I have not um, dove into the Post Malone discography. I've listened to a few things of his. He did he did a song with Ozzy, strangely yeah. enough. Yeah, and he actually is very a very well rounded musician. Um, knows his stuff. He's done some country stuff 
like covers and th- yeah, he's things. Very talented musician, no question about that. Yeah, I just I I haven't really gotten into his music. Yeah. Fair enough. But uh, I appreciate I any, him all the same. Oh yeah. I haven't had any free weekends in June since twenty fifteen. It's a weird feeling. What should you, what do you suggest I do with my free time? Should I actually go to those weddings I usually blow off? Yeah, go to weddings. Great times to be had there. Free food. Free food. Maybe some free booze if you're into that. Uh, you can always cook out on the weekends or go fishing. You know, there's lots of there's lots plenty of stuff to do on the weekend. I don't know Colton's relationship status, but it could it might could pick up some ladies there. Perchance to spy a lady. Uh, let's see here. Uh, working through working through these mentions of Tennessee fans and Mississippi State fans yelling at Tennessee fans to try to find some questions here is, is kind of difficult. Thankfully, that's not in my mention. Yeah. UT or the field for the Natty? Give me the field. Yeah, I think I think Tennessee's going down. Just because the number one seed always seems to go down, mm-hmm. and until that until that trend is is bucked, I'm going to predict the number one seed to go down. And also, there's just been too much taunting from this team. They have been testing fate. They've been testing the baseball gods since the beginning. It's it's only fair for the universe to see them go down. It's just like every villain in every in every blockbuster movie. They've got to go down. Yeah, I agree. Satan, Satan cannot win, Brian. I mean, I would like that to be the case. So hopefully that will be the case. Last one from Colton. If you could have Tommy Tanks or the third best overall pitcher out of the entire transfer portal, who do you take? You know, I think I'm going to go with the pitcher. I, I know that it's popular. Everybody wants Tommy Tanks, but there's a chance for a sophomore slump there. Uh, you got a guy like Hunter Hines, which I mean, I, I guess he could have a slump as well. But there, there's some big mashers in this lineup for Mississippi State next year. They need all the pitching they can get. So give me all of the the pitchers out of the portal that can come in and compete. I mean, I feel like you can still get pitchers, and get, there's only one Tommy Tanks. Get him, and then we get the fourth best pitcher out of the portal. I mean, that's how I would look at it. Uh, I guess. I mean, but I. I'm kind of all in on the pitchers right now. I hear you. I know you are wise to be that way after the season. Mississippi State just had no question. Uh, our friends from the cheese fry capital of the world want to know: Do you think the reason those Tennessee guys are so mad all the time is because the cheese fry scene in Knoxville is abysmal? I usually don't double bird anybody unless they do something purely awful, like forget my ranch with my cheese fries. That could be it. Tennessee, not known for its cheese fries. There's no question about that. And Knoxville is not a mecca. These people were in my mention yesterday talking about how terrible Starville was. It's, it's the best a, thing about Knoxville is it's close to Gatlinburg. I mean, it's, it's just a it's just a normal little. I mean, not little, but it's a normal southern town. And nothing out of there's nothing out of the ordinary going on there. Um, Chase wants to know. What are your top guilty pleasure songs and or music artists? Uh, you know, Creed is up there for me. And I, and I say this is a guilty pleasure because everybody's kind of dogged out Creed and Nickelback over the years. Mm-hmm. But both have 
some really good music too, especially early on in their careers. I thought Creed was fantastic, which is why I love Alter Bridge so much because it's basically Creed with a better singer. Right. That would be up there for me. You know, we, we used to have Creed Mondays in the athletic department when I worked there, and we would just blast the Creed Pandora channel all day. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Hmm. Paramore is up there Ooh, for that's me. That's a good choice, is that, yeah. Is that, is that a guilty pleasure? Oh, yeah, for sure. Why not? Let me ask you a question. Do you feel, you know, a little weird telling us that you like Paramore? Well, I mean, I could see – I don't feel weird about it because I'm I'm openly a, a big Paramore fan. Mm-hmm. But I could see how that would be perceived, you know, for well, a guy – pleasure. A grown man to like a – you know, to like a band with a female singer. You know, it's 2022, so things have changed. Oh, well, one of my guilty pleasures is a band with a female singer. Who? I love Roxette. I like that. There, there's a lot of 80s, 80s pop music that I like that I, I could probably consider guilty pleasures. So if you play FIFA, which, you know, I do, like they, they have a soundtrack of like, all. I, I, that's how I learn some new music every now and then, right? There's like, what is that song? I like that song. So there's a song on there uh, on FIFA 22 called uh, U-Shaped Hole by a woman named, I don't know if she's a woman or a band, but it's called Baby Queen. I love that song. Baby Queen. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, interesting. Yeah. So, is that your guilty pleasure song? That's my guilty pleasure song right now. Yep. All right. Um, uh, also from Chase, who is our pick to win the battle royal on Dynamite, and does the winner defeat Moxley? It's interesting right now because, like, and this is you know, people were getting on Tony Khan about you, you've got too many people, you got too many people. Well, now you've got Punk and Danielson's hurt, and Omega is still hurt, and it doesn't matter, right? Because they've got plenty of guys they can just put that belt on. And, and people were like, yeah, sure, I could see that. I would go somewhere a little different. I have an idea of where I would go. I want to hear yours first. Now. The what? I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention to any of that. That's what I got to put up with. I just got <laughs> car scanned. Some Somebody threw me off because I came in here and gave a, a great suggestion to Mark Etheridge from D1 about uh, where he needs to eat in Hattiesburg. Mm-hmm. And this guy just completely crapped on my list and made his own thing. I don't care about your list. I don't care about your list. This is my list. This is my list. Don't come into my tweet, reply to my tweet, and, and just give these other suggestions. I don't want your suggestions. These are my suggestions to Mark Etheridge. <sighs> now. It'll be okay. What was the question? Try this again. Okay. The, the dynamite on the, the battle royal for dynamite. Who wins yes. that? And then does that person defeat John Moxley? And the comment I made was that we were, some people were getting on Tony Khan a, a few months ago about, you know, you got too many people, you got too many people. Well, now, Punk hurt, Omega hurt, Danielson hurt. You know, some of your top guys are out, but it doesn't matter you've got enough main event caliber guys that you can put the belt on and people will buy into it. I have an idea of which way I would go. How would you do it? Um, I saw a suggestion from Kyle Niblett that I really liked. Okay, I want to hear his. MJF. 
See, so, I, I, I am under the impression that's going another way. I could see a, it go another way. I could, I could see that build a, up, and they can't, they can't deviate from it. It could be like CM Punk, similar to CM Punk at Money in the Bank, right? Uh, se- several years ago, 2011 or whenever that was, when he was flirting about leaving the company. It could be that, and he just could, he could turn into this, um, you know, kind of rogue superstar for them that's battling the behind the curtain guys and. You know, it could, he could kind of become like, yeah. I don't, I don't know if he could, I don't know if he could become a baby face, but I mean, I guess he could. But he kind of the, the promo he cut the other day was 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 kind of a baby face promo. That's some, some, it's kind of the it's yeah. kind of the attitude era, you know. Yeah, me versus the world thing. I, you know, I could see it going the another way. I did like Nibwit's suggestion that he, um, you know, takes the spotlight away from CM Punk and his hometown in Chicago, wins the title, whatever. And um, that sets up a feud between those two. But I kind of agree with you now that you've mentioned that. They're setting the stage here for something else, it seems like. So I'm, I'm not sure what direction they go with. They could bring in somebody else, but who, who is available? What I would. Who's, who's a surprise? No, no, I wouldn't bring anybody in for that. Although, here's I mean, what, I, here, here's, here, here's a, here's a, here would be a cool storyline here. Daniel Bryan wins the battle royal. Well, he's hurt. To go, is he hurt? Yes. When did he get hurt? He got hurt a couple weeks in that ago. Match? Uh, he just fought in that match last. Yeah, week. but he was hurt when he did it. And that was they, they sort of sold that that he's he's going to be out for a little while. Oh well, crap. Well, that shoots my. I was going to say Daniel Bryan wins and faces Moxley for the title. Eh, and they have a they, they just have did a that Blackpool. Match. Yeah, but the, but the, I, I mean, I'd sign I'm for thinking that. outside the box on my suggestion. I would put it on Malachi Black. Okay, you've got the big heel stable behind him, and that would set up a, a, a good and that would set up a good thing with him and Punk when it comes when it comes back around to that. I can see that. Yeah, that's what I would do. All right, uh, where are we? Uh, Hunter Manis. You want to talk about the Isaiah Mosley situation? I got to be totally honest with you. About worn out on that. I'm done. Just done. It's over. He's in Missouri. Also, many women are going to want. How many women are going to want their men to start rocking mustaches after the Top Gun movie has come out? You've seen the Top Gun movie. You've been tempted to just go down to the stash. I've wanted to do the stash several times, but we live in a society now where it's been, it's been, it's turned into like you're a child predator if you have one, or you're a '70s porn star. It's got such a negative connotation to it now when it used to be a sign of masculinity. So I don't know. Maybe this changes the perception of things. Who knows? I would like to have a mustache just just to try it on for size. Mm-hmm. I don't know if my wife would be up for it. So I, I've done it before. I've tried it for like a day and it just didn't work. So I, I might not do it. But I think there will probably be a trend we could see a mustache, mustache renaissance. Yes, a mustache revolution, if you will. Okay. Uh, let's but see not a, not all of us can pull off uh, rooster. We don't have we don't we don't all have the body to go along with a stash. So I mean that the the stash is is secondary to to the guy just being incredibly good looking and having a, a really nice body that the girls are attracted to, and they just use the stash as. Uh, to, to, to try to get closer to that 
kind of person. And the, the reality is most of us don't have that kind of body. That's not, that's not real. That's, oh, yeah. that's Hollywood. All right. Uh, Travis, uh, Klima, Klima, Klima. I don't know. I'm sorry. Let me know what it is, Travis. Now that almost all of those eyesore pole signs are gone around town, can you guys use your immense local influence to get these abandoned car washes demolished? We were talking about this the other day. If we could have that kind of power, the first thing to go would be the old bumpers. Yeah. Gone. If I was rich, I might just buy that from bumpers just to demolish. Would have bought it and planted some trees. Yeah. I mean, somebody wants to buy it. Y'all let me know. But for now, we're just putting trees here. But yeah, I mean, I do think that Highway 12 is going to look significantly better without having, you know, the McDonald's signs up and things like that. Um, and no offense to our friends at Strange Brew who had the iconic sign. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the signs, the other signs, which I loved that sign. I didn't have a problem with that. The other signs around town, it just makes it look a little more, I don't, I don't know what the word is, but, you know, there, there was a picture going around that was like the Burger King signs and all that stuff. It looked like the, you know, right off the highway from Canton. Those kind of roads, you know, it just it doesn't look as good. So we're cleaning up Highway 12 a little bit, making Starville look a little better. We get a uh, you know brand new shopping center coming in. I think there's a lot of good things going on in Starville. Things look nice, and then you have that just god awful bumpers yeah. sitting right there that looks like it's infested. So can we please do something? Can someone do something? There's got to be something that we can do to fix this situation. I agree. Uh, Brian McDuff, my good friend, asked some questions. Does the new NIL protect boosters from losing money, assuming that schools pay money under the table? Before, eight boosters would give money to a recruit transfer prior to signing. Now it's the promise of a deal. It's only valid after signing. Yeah, I think so, don't you think? Don't you think? I mean, I'm sure there's still some money going under the table. But now if you're a booster, you're like, okay, I'm going to give this kid $100,000, but I can wait until he signs with us to make that official. Now I don't have to put that money up and hope that he signs with us. Well, these NIL deals are are contractually based, I yeah. believe. They right. they you will have like a a set of payments, and say you, you want a player to go through with all of his obligations to the team or whatever, whatever the scholarship entails or the contract entails. You'll set that to after the bowl game, you get your final payment. So that player it gives an incentive an incentive to play the bowl game, to play out his entire career and not opt out of the bowl game, uh, which I think will be a smart idea for people that do these NIL deals. So, th- I mean, you're going to have a contract. You're going to have, um, you know, a one-year deal probably that you can – if the person decides to transfer, then that, no more money for you. But you get paid within that time frame. So it's not like you're just – I mean, technically you are kind of throwing money away because you're just paying players to play for your, your favorite team in sports. Mm-hmm. It's not – I mean, it's an investment to your favorite team. But at the same time, I mean, you're, it's not just completely wasteful. You're, you are giving um, a player money, and it looks like they're probably going to play out there. I don't, I don't think it's season or whatever. I don't believe in wastes of money. Maybe you have money and you spend it on whatever you well, want yeah. to spend it on. I, I, I don't have a problem with that. If, no, you, want, I mean, if you, you want your you college football spend- team to be better, and you think the best way to do that is to, to buy a player, do it. But what I'm saying is it's not, it's, it's not an investment that's going to bring you more money as right. a person. Well, it's not an investment so just, at all. It's something that you're putting money in. It's an investment for your team, yeah. 
well, you're I investing in you're investing in bettering your team. So I mean that I mean in that sense it is an investment. But at the same time, I mean I do believe that that money you can waste money. You can throw money away. And just for me personally, and I'm I'm not judging anybody for paying for players or p- paying for your you know your school or whatever. I just for me I I would not pay a kid to play for my school. That's just me. I'm not judging you for doing it. But you said I have the ability to do whatever I want to with my money, so you can't judge me either. Hey, Dad. Who's judging? You're trying to argue with me about this. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. I saw you shaking your head and doing your little mannerisms. I got a text. Who's not paying attention now? I heard what you said. Let's move Sir? on. Let's move on. Also from Brian McDuff. If we did actually build Duty Noble too small, was this baseball season a test to see if that holds true? You know, I've heard that many times that they, they built it too small just because they wanted to make sure that it was full. If that's the case, the, the test worked out because we still, they still had good attendance throughout the season. You saw this year what, if Mississippi State was good this year, would have been astronomical. But you saw the result of winning a national championship because you had probably hundreds of thousands of people that have become, I don't want to say new, but basically they're investing a little bit more in baseball than they have in the past. Um, There's still fans of Mississippi State and have been, but – there's a lot of people that probably jumped on that baseball bandwagon after they won the national championship that had not been diehard Mississippi State baseball fans. And that's that's what you saw, I think, this year is people really wanting to be there and be around that kind of program. And it's a shame that Mississippi State had this kind of season because I think this could have set a record for season ticket sales, season attendance or whatever because uh, there were routinely packed houses when this team was really bad. I mean, there was probably eight 8,000 or so at the Tennessee series mm-hmm. when you know that your season is over, and that was incredible. I mean, I was really impressed with the fan turnout this year, and I understand the thoughts that, you know, maybe it, it was built too small or whatever, but I think there's some things in the work that they works that they will have more opportunities for people to get inside the stadium, more seating opportunities and things like that. Um, I don't think they're done expanding seats and all that. But I, I think also you don't want to get, get too big and just have this giant stadium that nobody's in or that right, you have right. a, lot of empty seat, a lot of empty seats. Yeah, no the, the, the goal is to have a, a premium experience and a great experience for your fans, uh, more, more than just a, a ton of room for people to be be there. So – and I don't know how many records you'll see fall attendance-wise um, down the line, but uh, there were some huge crowds this year. Walking Bully asks, is flipping off an outfielder after you hit a double a good thing? Well, as we, we determined yesterday, no, it's not. Why are you penalized, ejected for this behavior in football and basketball, but not in baseball? And that is true. Think back to that, that Michigan-Ohio State game where that guy got with double birds. He was, oh, he, I think he had already been thrown out, but regardless. I think he got uh, a suspension from the Big Ten. If that happened in basketball, there definitely would be a tech at, at, very, at the very least. I think if that happens, it should be a situation where you can just call the runner out. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, you should you should do something like that, or they yeah, got goes he's back to be penalized somehow. And no, yeah. nobody's even brought this up. I mean, I'm surprised the conflict hasn't any, said something. To be honest, I mean, is he not going to get any kind of reprimand? Is he not going to get any? I mean, he, uh, the suspension. I mean, there's no room for that. I mean, and I like I don't care about all this other stuff that they do, but there's no room for just flipping people off and just and and being an absolute tool. I mean, there's no room for that in the sport. And, I mean, you can say that that's, you know, I'm being an old fogey or whatever. I, I'm, I just don't think that that's cool at all. I agree. Uh, where are we here? Reed Green. I don't know if that's the same guy who, you know, the Coliseum is named after down in Hattiesburg. He's got a movie question for us. Out of these five slasher movies, Scream, uh, Halloween, Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Nightmare on Elm Street, which one do you think have the best chance of surviving? Scream, because that's just a regular guy. It is just a regular guy. I think Halloween so, is a good choice, because if you can just stay at a light jog, you can always stay ahead of Michael Myers. Never run. No, he's always going to find you. you know, I'm just You're, saying, though. Just keep, and you can't kill keep, him. So uh, You just keep walking at a swift pace. You will eventually get away from him. But he he'll find you though. I mean, you're oh, I not going to escape. He'll come to the hospital and find you. He'll come to your room. You're you're not going to survive Michael Myers. You're not going to survive Michael uh, Audrey Myers, one of the greatest of all time. You're not you're not going to survive Jason Voorhees. He's he's Freddy's living the one dead. You can't help. You have to. Sleep you can't do anything. Someone. You can't do anything with Freddy. He's yeah. going to kill you in your dreams. Right. And then uh, Leatherface. I mean, he's he's yielding a chainsaw. It's so. easy to avoid Leatherface. Stay out of Texas. Yeah. So uh, I would say Scream, and then a close second would be Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The other ones are all, you're all basically dead. There's yeah. no way that you're going to survive any of those guys. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but doesn't Michael Myers, like, come back, like, every, like, 25 years or something? Like, he... I, the, like there's no, there's no just, keeping tra- tabs on that guy. And that's another one. Like, if you just stay away from Illinois. Stay away from Haddonfield, Illinois. Stay away from Michael Myers. And if you stay away from, you know, in uh, Friday the 13th, if you stay away from Camp Crystal Lake or whatever. <laughs> if you can get in, if in Halloween, if, you, if he's behind you, right, you've got a good enough distance that you can get in a car, start the car, and drive off, you've escaped Michael Myers. Possibly, but I mean, he will find you. He he is persistent. He came to that. He came to that school that um, that his sister was teaching at, or something like that. I mean, I get it. I'm just saying, he's going to find his sister and his family and try to kill them for whatever he's a family reason. man. He just wants to see his family. <laughs> Reed Green says you are given 48 hours notice to cook for a tailgate where Mississippi State plays the primetime slot on ESPN. So, what are we cooking? And are there any unique beverages you provide? What is a unique beverage? I'm cooking. I'm not a mixologist over here. There's going to be and the beer. sides too. And the sides, I can I can handle the cooks, the sides, and the food. But I'm like, I'm not a bartender. I'm gonna, there's going to be you know beer and soft drinks. Nothing. Okay, well, what are you cooking? <laughs> you can use this water to water down the beer for the kids. <laughs> for the kids, yeah. Why can't they just drink the water? I suppose they could. Um, so prime time. So what time are we talking about here? Six, 
Six o'clock, six thirty. So then we want to eat around like four, right? Yeah. So you want to smoke smoke something? I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, what time am I willing to get up? Smoke a let's smoke a you know a brisket or something. Or let's smoke. I don't know a, that I got enough time for a brisket. That's only ten hours. Well, wake up at uh, what four o'clock in the morning? Yeah, that's that's a bit much. That's a bit much. I would well, rather. To cook something like this, you you need time. We'll do some pork butt. That 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 ten hours is plenty of time for those. A little Boston butt. Yeah, uh, I'm good with that. Besides, are you are you doing some pulled pork? Out yeah, of that, yeah, yeah. Or? We'll do pulled pork some, some, for some sandwiches or tacos or something. And then, uh, let's do, let's do tacos. We'll do pulled pork for, with tacos, and I'll make a couple of salsas with that. Um. We can do some uh, some smoked queso with that. Maybe put a little chorizo in there. Do some uh, some roasted some some. We'll grill up some peppers and onions, some tomatoes. You can put those on top. There you go. Done. Works for me. All right then. Uh, where are we here? Uh, one of these stupid old Miss trolls. God, I hate him. Which one is that? Rebel Prestige. Oh my god! I really wish this like, fan bases, man. So, like, one thing that bothers me, like, I have—I'm pretty sure I have this guy blocked. I definitely have—I have him muted. So, if I have you him muted, why does he show up when I when I search first for stuff? He's muted. I don't want to see his tweets. Twitter. Is there a way I can like do something like that? Uh. It's not helpful. Uh, anyway, just dumb. All right. Got a bunch of mentions here. Okay, here we go. Cameron McGee. Well, for the rest of your life, would you rather be only able to drive a limo or would you rather drive a car with the cereal paint job like this cinnamon toast crunch monstrosity? I hate those cars, man. Somebody driving around with like the Budweiser. I, I mean, if thing you can see like the Captain Crunch car. <laughs> rolling on dubs like that. I don't know that I'm not taking... I definitely don't want to drive a limo. Parking that thing's going to be a nightmare. Yeah, I, I would definitely drive the car, but jeez. I want to be in the Crunchmobile, man. <laughs> Red with, like, the yellow piping and the big captain on the front. These cars are super annoying, man. Yeah. And uh, they have, like, the pipes on them, and they're loud, and they have... The obnoxious looking rims. Yes. Of course, whenever I think about that, I always think about was it, was it Michael Brown? You remember that? Quentin Wesley. You talking about that truck? Yeah, they got to do with the Budweiser car guy. Yeah, he. So Quentin Wesley had a maroon F one fifty, I think, and on the hood it said like big. Big Wes or whatever his nickname is with his like number on it. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you, you knew exactly who it was when he was driving around campus. But yeah, I think there was like a, there was some kind of argument that went down with all that. And yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, we'll do one more here before we go to the break. Actually, gosh, let's go ahead and do the break here because we don't have a whole ton of questions left. Um, that's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef 
It's what's for dinner. We're talking about cooking out just a few, few minutes ago. Why not throw some beef on the grill? Be- nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. This weekend, if you're going to fire up the grill, throw some steaks on there, throw some burgers, or hey, get fancy, throw a tri-tip, maybe a tenderloin, maybe a whole brisket like Robbie was talking about. If you got the time, it's definitely worth the effort. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's the place to find smoked southern soul food. Whenever you're looking for, they've got it. They've got every kind of southern soul food imaginable. Trying to think. Yeah, we'll just go with that. The food's great. The people are great. The location can't be beat. If you want to go out and have a good time in Starkville, the place to go is Two Brothers Smoked Meats. And shout shout out to uh, our guy Landon Ray back there who's just slinging the meats. And doing a and an incredible a great job, job in the kitchen. Yeah, fantastic work. And our and our dude Lee Battle too. Yeah, yeah. Even though uh-huh. Lee did not come to my birthday party the other night, Landon came over and talked to us, hung yeah. out for a little bit. Yeah. No Lee Battle to be found. Mm. Makes you wonder, huh? Makes you wonder. Thought well, we were I'm friends. Saying. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm with you on that. <laughs> uh, they make it simple for you. At Advantage Business Systems. It doesn't get any easier than a great product and great service guarantee. But who really guarantees it? Who, who really can deliver on it? The difference is clear with Advantage Business Systems. When you have one of their products, when you make a purchase from them, and then something goes wrong, it inevitably will, man. It's, it's machinery. It's technology. You know eventually something's going to go haywire. When it does, the difference is clear. We're talking about a Mississippi company that you're going to call them. They're going to pick up the phone. They're going to fix that problem within 24 to 48 hours because they aren't relying on an out-of-state service tech. They aren't sending your, pro- pro- your, your problem from their call center in God knows where to their home office to the, the tech. It's just a one-step process because you're dealing with the people who sold you the equipment. They're here in Mississippi, and it just couldn't be easier or more convenient. Call them today and find out what kind of difference they can make for you. The number is 601-362-9192. Or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Brogan Fairchild asks, what was your wrestling name as a kid when you pretend wrestled with your friends? Mine was obviously Hulk Brogan. That's great. I don't think I ever made up my own name. I I was just the wrestler. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We used to we used to film our matches. Oh no. Yeah. I have those around somewhere. If you we find had entrances. Them, uh, make sure we let it, let us know. We have entrances and everything. We wrestled like in the living room. I believe. And then sometimes we would wrestle like we would do vertical suplexes from the outside of the pool into the pool and things like that. Oh yeah, yeah, everybody uses the pool for for, for those flips games. off of the trampoline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if if I was a kid now, I would do like the Spanish fly off of the trampoline or something. You know? <laughs> get hurt. I want to see you do a shooting star press off of a trampoline. You go like Lesnar and go head first into that thing. Brogan also wants to know: Are there any other movies coming out this summer that will be anywhere close to being as good as Top Gun? No, Probably. I mean it feels like that's going to be the top one. Um. Have you you haven't seen it yet? Have you? I've not. So we're still we're still. Man, it's it's incredible. It's I'm gonna go hot takey. I'm gonna say it's better than than the original. Ooh. I watched the so, original. I introduced Becky to the original the other day. She had never seen it, and I I can't find anything in it other than the fact that you know it is the original. It set the tone. 
and the music and all that stuff. But I couldn't find anything that was better than this, this movie in it. Yeah. I mean, it was just, so it was exceptional. Looking at the, the summer calendar, Jurassic Wor- World Dominion comes out uh, this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Lightyear comes out in two weeks. That might be one that you, if you, especially if you're a kid, if you already have kids, you'll go see. I'm excited about that. Yeah. There, there's some good movies. I would say the, the series coming up could be really good. Yeah. You got the last two episodes of Stranger Things. You've got um, is the is the uh, Game of Thrones prequel coming out this I, summer? I, I don't know. I haven't kept up with that one. I'm afraid to get hurt again. I bet it's going to be really good. Mm. Um, what else is coming in July? Oh, the second part of of Better Call Saul is coming out as well. Yes. So. I, I'm more excited about the, the series than I am the movies coming out. One more movie that's coming out that might grab your attention, though. Thor Love and Thunder comes out in July. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about that. That'll be a good one. Uh, let's see here. Uh, next question comes to us from Cameron McGee. Why do bat flips get so much attention? It's one of the more mundane sports celebrations, in my opinion. I think it's because baseball has long been such a fuddy-duddy sport. That any kind of celebration, people are like, oh, that's not how it's supposed to be played. Yeah, which which is funny because there was there were some bush league things back in the day too. So it's not like it's not like this is a new thing. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I but think I, I mean, is it wouldn't a dog pile on somebody else's field be far more disrespectful? Yeah, but that's just kind of tradition at this point. Like yeah, I when get you, that, but you know, I'm just saying. We're That's one of those things, like, if you wanted the dog pile, then you should have won. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I will say this. Dog piling after winning a regional is a no-no. Southern Miss, you, you done, you, you've done yourself a, a disservice here by dog piling yesterday. You cannot dog pile after winning a regional. You dog pile after winning a super regional and winning the national championship. Uh, Steven asks, which is a greater feat? Cody wrestling with a torn peck at Hell in the Cell, or Tim Elko tearing his ACL. By the way, did you know he tore his ACL? Let me tell you something, all right? I have about had it with hearing about Tim Elko and his ACL, all right? There are certain people, they know who they are, and they're listening to this podcast. They like to keep bringing up Tim Elko's ACL. I've had it with that, all right? I've had it up to here. No more. No more. Give anything you want to add? Well, all I have to add is you only have a, at least a couple more weeks oh, of watching I, Tim sure Elko. I'm worked into conversation the rest of my natural life. That being said, it, I think the answer is Elko, but the, that was tough to watch Saturday. Cody Rose. Oh, wow. Yeah. When he, he, when he took the jacket off, I was like, well, you remember, uh, like maybe three years ago or so, um, might have been Triple H tore yeah. his peck. Yeah, but it was like in the middle of the match. He didn't wrestle a right. complete match with a torn peck. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was rough. I mean, the entire right side from his shoulder down his arm was black. Yeah, that's really bad. And I uh, mean, you have but, you have to have surgery to repair that. I mean, I would assume. I believe so, yeah. I it tore like, off the bone. doesn't look like one you can just let heal. No. 
so I wonder, you know, he he came out and did a promo about uh, Money in the Bank mm-hmm. on Monday. So I mean, I, that's that's like next month. Yeah, or maybe the end of this month. It is. So I wonder if he's going to be able to wrestle. They're going to try, I guess, because they're they're sort of low on people right now. Yeah, they are. So, where on the other hand, you know, it's interesting. It's an interesting uh, scenario. Uh Geek ninety three. Hold on, I gotta know what this is a picture of. Okay, it's like a castle or something. It looks funny. Um, a friend of mine recently spoke with Roman Reigns in Dallas. He didn't know until later with whom he was speaking. Have you ever bumped into someone only to find out later who they really were and therefore missed out on a totally different conversation? He didn't acknowledge the tribal chief. How disrespectful. Unbelievable. He's like he didn't get Superman punch. Um I don't have I don't have a story like this where I was talking to someone famous and didn't realize I was talking yeah. to someone famous. Yeah. Do you have one? Uh no, I no. I, I pretty much know like if I'm talking to like it's not somebody that's just kind of like a you know, we're having a casual conversation and then I find out, oh crap, they're actually a big yeah. time thing, you know. Yeah, I don't think I've ever done that to my knowledge. So uh where are we? Micah Halfacre asked Robbie. Being six foot four, did you have dunking ability in your prime basketball days? <laughs> uh, I could get, I could grab the rim, but I couldn't. I could. the The problem was like holding on to the basketball and getting over the rim at the same time. Like, because for whatever reason, I had a hard time going up with two hands mm-hmm. and dunking it. So the only hope I had was with one hand. So. My my hand, I couldn't just grip the basketball one hand well enough. But I got to the point where I could get, like, over the rim. If I had, like, a girl's ball, I could I could dunk with that or, like, a tennis ball or something. But I was never – I didn't have the leaping ability for sure. I had the length, but I didn't have the leap, leaping ability and the ability to hold on to the basketball to do it consistently. I never did it in a game. Well, that's interesting. You know, you know, Brandon Walker was a 1997 slam dunk champion for West Point High School. Uh, that's that's what he says. That's what he says. Who would win one on one between you and B Walk? Oh, I probably suck now. Okay, so we should, should we put I mean, the soccer on him then? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yeah, that might be a good matchup. Soccer, I haven't played I, basketball in years, so I mean, like, I probably am terrible. Gotcha. Our good friend Wade Jones. Ask us, do you like fruit in your cereal? If you do, list it from your favorite to your to the least. You put fruit in the cereal? No. Um, but you know, I mean, I can't imagine it would be bad. I put strawberries and blueberries, like some strawberries in there. Like, I can't imagine that'd be bad. What about the people who like, you know, there are some people who put a uh, like a chopped up banana. I've seen that. My, My sister used to do that, and my granddad, my grandparents, they did that too. But um, that, I've never been into that. Gotcha. All right. Um, Ryan Nelson asks, I had no idea Clemson defensive coordinator Wes Goodwin was a state alum. Are there other state alumni who are coordinators and position coaches? Has 24-7 ever done a story about all the alumni coaches or kept the list? I think I want to say David did something one time, like listed – Listed some some of the former uh, assistants that have done things. I don't know. Oh, okay, I've never done it. Inky. 
You said what? I'm sure that was lengthy. A lot of research went into that. Uh, I mean, off the top of my head, you know, obviously Bumpus is out there right now. Um, Jamar Chaney, he's on the field now, isn't he? Mm, I'm not sure. Okay. I mean, obviously, you know, we all miss DJ Looney. He was on, he was on the, the fast track, I think, to become a coordinator and maybe a head coach one day. Uh, I don't know. Beyond that, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I know I remember that uh, Jackson State pre-primetime had like three or four former, former Bulldogs on the staff. Dorset Davis was coaching down there. Charles Mitchell. Sleepy uh, Robinson. Yeah, Jay Hughes was down there. So, yeah. Ah, uh, where are we here? A lot, of, a lot of Mississippi State alums are in high school right now. They're coaching yeah. high school ball. Yeah, oh, yeah. And there's there's several in JUCO as well. 901 Stargog asks, what's the scariest movie you've watched as a kid? I didn't really watch scary movies as a kid. I watched them as I got old. I watched a ton. Me and my dad used to watch them all the time. Really? Yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, my mom had yeah, no stomach for that. Halloween was up there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, d- just the sheer terror of seeing like Michael Myers and that William Shatner mask, which I don't know if people know that. That is yeah. William Shatner's face. Yeah, he just painted it white, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, that was, that was horrifying um, as a kid. And then, you know, Scream was, was scary when I was a kid, you know, watching Scream. Yeah. Because it was, it was real. It was, I, I always got, I was never scared of like monster stuff. I was always scared of something that could actually happen. Somebody that is, you know, dressed up in the Scream mask that's a serial killer. That stuff scared the crap out of me. And then watching Jaws at a beach was, was really scary. I got you. When I was a kid, we went to, we went to the beach to my cousin's grandparents' um, beach house or whatever, and they lived like right off from a bay, which there's no sharks in there. But we were at we were you don't know that when too. you're a kid though. Yeah, but it, Jaws was never scary to me until I got in the water like the next day. I got. You know? it. It's not like the shark is going to come up the steps to the house, <laughs> but knowing that and you're shark. right by water. You know that that's that's kind of freaky. Land shark. <laughs> uh, the scariest movie I've ever seen to this day is The Exorcist. Terrified. Yeah. Don't want to watch it again. Um, that's scary. Uh, back in the day, the that um, feels real, right? If you believe in God and you believe in the devil, that feels real. Like I, I you know, Jason, Michael, Myers, come on. Yeah. You know, one in the head, and it's over. The Grudge. The Grudge is the, grudge. the Ring was a scary the movie. Ring. I, I thought that was I thought that movie had some good. It's the jump scares though, you know. Yeah. So The Shining is a scary movie to me. Yeah. The old Shining. Thrillers. Thrillers scare me a lot more than just horror films. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But right, the I, old the old AMC, um, Halloween like month marathon thing that they did that was always great. Stephen King and. John Carpenter movies. I mean, we, me and my dad used to watch those like all day. Yeah, there you go. All right. That's it for today, Robbie. Uh, I feel like you skipped several questions. No. Are you trying to get out of here? I, I didn't skip any questions. You, you skipped several. I didn't skip any questions. Hold on. Oh, you're, you're right. I did skip one. I skipped one. I'm, I see one that I skipped. You skipped two. Oh, these, oh, these just, okay, hold on. This is, I mean, we had a little bit of an issue here. I got it now. We're good. We're, we're going to finish up here. 
Patton Paris asks us, what would be more surprising to see in the wild where I live? Bear, alligator, or panther? So you live a little bit more out in the country than me. Where I live, I think the answer would be bear. Would it be bear or would it be alligator? Because there's really there's no bodies of there's, water there's no, around. There's there's I think there's like a little creek. Not it's just down it's just down the way a little bit. So maybe an alligator could sneak in there. I don't know. You know when, when, my, when, when my parents lived in, in New Orleans, oh. there would be alligators in like their in people's front yards. Yeah. Like yeah, in yeah. A, like a random neighborhood. Like I could totally see a panther just walk. We have coyotes in my in my neighborhood. I've seen a couple of those. We got a ton of coyotes out here. Yeah, but a bear would be out of nowhere. That would be kind of random, like a like a random like grizzly. Yeah, a grizzly would be a problem. Like a, I was thinking of like a little black bear or something. But yeah, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Jay in Baltimore, golf is probably the best sport to have a senior league. Rank these other sports slash events watchability if they had a legitimate senior offering. The NBA, MLB, hockey, Tour de France, World Cup, NASCAR. First off, Tour de France is dead last. It's not watchable as it is. Who's watching cycling? Yeah. Probably watch a big cycling fan? Not particularly. Okay, I, I mean, choose? I would say... Cycling or soccer, which one wins? Uh, probably soccer, but All that right. would be kind of hard to watch too. All right. But, you know, as far as just... I mean, NASCAR, you can be like 60-something years old driving a car. So, I mean. Say that. Old people driving? I mean, that's that's an issue in this world. Yeah, sure. It might be going like 40. Get over! Talladega. Get over! I'm trying to get over! I mean, NBA and MLB, if they are former, like, all-stars and stuff, that would be kind of fun to watch. If you're talking about guys who are in their 40s and 50s, I mean, most of those guys, like the pitchers, can probably still throw mid-80s and stuff. And those guys can still hit. I mean, Will Clark, don't tell me that guy couldn't go out there and still hit. He could. There's, there's guys that play hockey that are in their 50s. Yeah. So hockey would be okay. It's like really – like soccer would not be great because there's so much running. Eventually, either those old guys are just going to tire out. So I, I would say like the first – you sort of have it ranked here, the first three and the last three. Tour de France is last, though. Nobody, because nobody wants to watch it, even with the young guy. Right. Yeah, nobody wants to see that. All right. Let's see. Do I have any more now? Is that it? I think you got it. Okay. Great. All right. Tomorrow's show. uh, New, new, uh, new commitment for Mississippi State. We'll talk about that kind of out of nowhere. Plus, we'll be previewing the Egg Bowl. Get, 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 get the, get the, get the hell in the cell out, Robbie. Ben Garrett on the Thunder and Lightning podcast to preview the Egg Bowl. Ben Garrett from the Ole Miss Spirit on three sports will join us. That's right. All right. Be a big show tomorrow. We're looking forward to bringing it to you. Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Hayden. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.